Good morning, beautiful people. I'm Jamie Filer, personal trainer and self-development coach. Welcome to your Monday morning mindset shift, where I'm going to teach you how to take what you're thinking and make it better. The glass is always half full, my friends. Today's shift is this. Six steps to reframing. So reframing your mind, intention versus behavior. So your intention behind why you want to do something versus whether or not you actually end up doing that thing. All right, the the presupposition or the idea behind this whole talk, and it's specifically based in something called neuro-linguistic programming, is that everyone has good intentions. I know that even if you didn't nail your macros one day this week, you probably tried or you at least went into the week with the good intention to hit them. Behind every action is a good heart. With that being said, when we're young, we try out different behaviors. Some of them work, some of them don't. Some of them get us the result or the reward that we want, and some of them don't, right? Like I said, motive drives behavior. Our brains, even if it's unconscious, They always know what we're doing. There's a reason you're doing what you're doing. There's always a purpose. So before we dive into how you can specifically reframe, I want to give you a warning or a caveat is that you have to come to this talk with an open mind because I'm legitimately going to be asking you to talk to yourself and your body out loud. Okay. With that in mind, here are the NLP six-step reframe procedure. And of course, I'm going to dive into each one, but essentially it starts with identifying the behavior to change. And you have to pick just one because there's, again, a whole series of steps that come afterwards. It would be hard to try or difficult, challenging to pick three behaviors that you don't like or aren't serving you. Let's just identify one. We're going to communicate with the part. We're going to identify the part's intention. We're going to think about alternative behaviors or solutions. We're then going to choose one of those alternate behaviors or solutions. We are subsequently going to check for any conflicts. And then once that's done, ideally we have the behavior change and we can then pick the next behavior that's no longer serving us. All right. The other thing, if you're like, you know what, Jamie, I'm actually pretty fucking awesome. And there's not a whole lot that I need to change about myself because I'm just that good. First of all, amazing. Second of all, this is also an opportunity for you to have empathy for other people in your life who are still sabotaging themselves and perhaps even sabotaging their relationship with you by doing their by doing those behaviors. So you can either come at this with a, hey, here's some stuff I'd like to change or, huh, that's why they're doing what they're doing. Man, makes so much sense. Okay, step number one, identify the pattern. Identify the pattern of behavior or the troubling thought or the limiting belief that needs to be changed. This is something you would rather not do or feel. So you, it's when you say to yourself, I want to stop X, Y, Z, but I can't. I want to do Y, but something is holding me back. So think about what that thing is for you. Again, it can be a thought. 
It can be a behavior. It can be whatever, but identify something that kind of consistently arises for you. Again, this is where it gets a little frou-frou, but I need you to do it. Establish communication with the part of yourself responsible for the pattern, behavior, or thought. This is when you get into a, ideally it's a meditative state. So you can start with box breathing, put some sounds on. Um, if you Google uh, sound bath healing, not Google. If you look up sound bath healing on Spotify, you're going to find some amazing tones um, that will help you. So you get into box breathing, you're in this meditative state and you literally say to yourself, will the part of me that leads me to do X communicate with my consciousness? You have to bring it to the surface. Again, if you know what this is, like if I'm talking and you're automatically like, nope, yep, I, I, I emotionally eat. I sabotage every relationship I'm in. I am scared to ask for a raise. Okay, amazing. But we also want to know where that comes from. Because obviously, you know, if you're familiar with chakras and energy, um, each chakra, each part of your body is kind of responsible for a different area of your life, really. So your body will give you a sign, right? Your leg might twitch. You might feel it in your hands, stomach, liver, head, chest, heart, okay? increase the clarity, increase the volume. When you're in that state, think of your life like a movie and adjust the dial to like hone in, right? We're doing a close-up of the main character. NLP is really about seeing your life as a movie. Uh, if I had to summarize it in one sentence, it's, I am not my feelings. I am an observer of my feelings. What that means is that you can direct each moment and every scene of your own life. You have to get down and deep with yourself and figure out what part of your body is guiding the process that you don't want. Next, and this is the biggest difference maker, separating behavior from positive intent. What that means is realizing that you're, you have good intentions for yourself. You have to ask yourself, what do I want? What positive thing is this behavior trying to do for me, right? The unwanted behavior is just one way to achieve a certain positive function. So ask that behavior, would you be willing to let me know what you're trying to do for me with this pattern? And then when you get the answer, ask yourself if the intention is acceptable, right? So the key here is to recognize the difference between the part's intention and the way it's going about getting it, right? Like think about it, think about it like with a child, okay? Option A, throw a temper tantrum. Parent does this thing to appease the kid. So kid now identifies, okay, when I throw a conniption fit, I get what I want. Okay, but what if the behavior was asking politely. Okay. So again, recognize the intention and the way you're going about getting it. I personally, I've done this exercise. Oh my gosh. Again, I'm human. There's so many things I want to change about myself, but I did this with my workaholism, right? This exercise resonated with me because uh, in terms of an addict, I used to be addicted to what I did. So I, I did this exercise, got in a meditative state and said, Okay. First, I named it. 
because I wanted to separate myself from it. So what is the workaholism version of me called? It's called little Jamie, like, like, um, like a child, not little, like small, but little, like young. And I said, what is the, what is your purpose? What are you trying to do here? Why do I work so much? Why do I work so obsessively? Why am I getting anxious when I'm not working? I really had to dig. I really had to spend some serious time meditating on it. But the more I did, she said, because we want to make your, we want to make our parents proud. Okay. See how that works, right? The positive intent was I just wanted to make my parents proud. I just wanted to hear that they were, they, they thought that my success was, was everything. All right. So I worked as hard as I did obsessively for a good reason. Little Jamie's intent was to get your parents to notice you. Okay. The difficult or destructive behavior is always rooted in a part of yourself that is trying to boost yourself up, protect yourself, right? Whatever it is. So think about it. We then of course want to create new behaviors. Okay. I don't need to work obsessively to have my mom tell me she's proud of me. So what are the other options here? Find access to a creative part of your brain or ask me if it's something related to your fitness journey um, to create new behaviors to perform the positive function. Again, we eventually teach our kids they cannot throw a temper tantrum every time they want something. What do we say? Use your words, right? Let's come up with another way. Or maybe, hey, if you do these chores, then you will be rewarded with. Again, right? Be open-minded. Let the part responsible for the troubling behavior communicate all of its functions to the creative part. Say, hey, listen, here's our goal, okay? We need to make Jamie's parents proud of her. So what else can we do besides working like a 16 to 18 hour day and getting anxiety all the time that might be able to do that, right? Then most importantly, reward it. Every time you choose another behavior or come up with another creative idea that isn't destructive, find a positive reward there, right? You don't want to do something because you were bullied into it. You want to do something because there was a a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Next, take responsibility in order to move forward, okay? Are you ready to take responsibility for using these new alternatives in the appropriate context? So there's where you are and where you want to be. And we are creating a bridge, right? Again, we have, but we have so many different ideas. We have so many different bridges. Again, the creative part of our brain has made, right? We stop getting in our own way because there's no longer a roadblock or we're no longer on the bridge that's on fire. We have chosen a new route, right? Just as we are often triggered to those self-sabotaging behaviors by automatic cues, we can flip the switch with new ones. We can close off the bridges that no longer serve us and only take the productive ones. So what have I started doing? Anytime I'm on a podcast or Um, like I get asked to speak, all I do is email my mom. That's all I need to do. I don't have to work in the shadows and like burn myself out just to hear her say, oh my gosh, things must be going well. No, I was just, I was on a podcast, mom. There you go. That's it, right? What What an easy bridge to cross when you think about it. And that was 
honestly, the best my creative brain could do at the time, but it's working. And I no longer pull 16 hour days and I'm no longer anxious about what I do. So take responsibility, pick a bridge. But then here's the last part. You also have to make sure that that bridge doesn't get in the way of anything else you're trying to do, right? Let's say moving from workaholism to maybe emotional eating or stress eating or whatever it is, if you, I don't know, uh, went to the gym for an hour or two to work off your stress instead of eating, that's not necessarily healthy either, right? Because your body needs recovery and your joints can't work out seven days a week, right? So check in with other, hey, is this congruent, everyone? If I choose to go work out for two hours instead of emotionally eating, is that congruent? Chances are your body and your trainer is going to be like, ah, no, that's not helpful. We can't do that, right? Like drug addict replacing heroin with wine. Again, you've replaced one addiction for another. You checked in with your parts. They're like, no, it's still an addiction, okay? Sometimes there are unintended consequences, right? If every time you wanted to emotionally eat, you went to the gym for two hours. If you had a family, like let's say this was after dinner, right? Sometimes we crave something sweet, but that something sweet turns into like a binge mentality, okay? And then you left your partner for two hours in the evening to like work off your stress eating. Again, kind of getting in the way of other areas of your life. This is an unintended consequence we don't want. So once you have picked the behavior, Check in with other parts. If there's some area of your mind, your body, or your soul that has an objection to the new behavior, let's just go back to the step where we picked one of the different bridges to cross and said, okay, let's try this one. And that's your Monday morning mindset shift. I appreciate you listening. If you loved what you heard, subscribe, like, share, and tag me in stories about this podcast. I'll share back. Until next time, the glass is always half full, my friends.